You are now listening to LFL Talk with Adri and Marcus. Hello and welcome to this week nine episode of LFL Talk. I'm your host, Adri Mallows. Normally at this time, I'd be introducing my co-host... Marcus Henson, but sadly he can't be with me this evening because he's not feeling too well so hopefully you can all join me in uh, wishing him well and uh, hopefully he'll be back on the show with us next week but until then I am flying solo so join me after this short break for a roundup of the week 9 clash between Austin and LA LFL Mobile giving you access to the gridiron goddesses of the LFL with exclusive photos videos, live game reporting and fan promotions, LFL mobile download on your android or iphone we come on now to our game review of austin versus la and this game was dominated by all of the quarterbacks involved but not as you would have expected through the air no instead all three quarterbacks decided to combine for six rushing touchdowns and 129 yards on the ground unbelievable really michelle marshall also carried the load for austin on the ground and you know what i was pleased to see more than anything in this game the return of lily granston hashtag free lily from last week seemed to work i love the fact that she was back with 11 total tackles eight solo uh, six assists she was everywhere making tackles making hits it's just great to see her getting back to form in the end for me though i think ultimately this game came down to the two turnovers from austin which proved costly but don't just take my word for it joining us on the show now to help with our game review is wide receiver and running back for austin acoustic michelle marshall welcome to the show michelle hi thanks for having me i appreciate it oh you're most welcome now as this is your first time on the show please could you advise our listeners um, an insight into your sporting background and who or what inspired you to start playing in the LFL? That's a long story, but uh, I originally started playing soccer um, when I was about four years old. I got into football um, because I went to the University of Alabama, obviously a huge football school, and I started playing flag there. And I ended up seeing LFL and uh, women's football in general on the news and heard through the grapevine that the LFL was coming to Texas. I actually wasn't planning on trying out originally until I started watching the film. And when I saw Mo Gax and Danica Brace and some of the great hitting so hard, I got convinced that it was a challenge that I should take. So that's how I, I transitioned from soccer to flag to finally LFL player. With this being your first season, have you found that the level of play in the league is what you expected? It definitely is. It's uh, exceeded my expectations in some ways. Um, and also, I mean, when you start watching film as a rookie, you start to think to yourself, is this something I can even do? You know, how hard does Danica Braves actually hit? You start to wonder, you know, am I going to get killed out there? Now I'm a small girl. I'm only five, two and a half, five, three. And so uh, I, I started to wonder, you know, if I could even play. And then once I got that first hit, I said, okay, wow, that hurt, but I can do this. So the hits are definitely hard, but I've realized that it's something any rookie, if you put your mind to it, you can definitely do it. And did you know anyone in the league that was able to help you with that level of expectation? Yeah. When I first started um, to research who was in the league, I actually reached out to Katie Finling, who is on a hiatus at the moment. She's a, a free agent. She played for the Seattle Miss last year, and I thought she'd be guarding me as a corner. So I reached out to her, and um, she was just super sweet. Ended up um, you know, explaining what to expect as a rookie, gave me words of encouragement, 
moment. And so she helped transition definitely into my first game. Now, in the team's last performance against Dallas, it's fair to say the team did not perform to its full potential. What did the coaches say or change in training to get the team ready for the showdown with LA? Well, I think everybody was on the same field that, you know, we were definitely in a position where we had to change a lot. We had to go back to the drawing board, especially on the push-up front with our linemen, um, trying to get them on the same page so we could get something going for not only the running game, but also protection for Tiche. And we struggled a lot with the size of Dallas. And so we had to figure out, you know, with such a small team, how are we really going to outsmart them? You know, L.A. has a really big team as well. And so um, we really had to go to the drawing board and say, okay, what kind of blocking schemes are we going to go with to really help ourselves out? And so we we did. We literally came up with brand new blocking schemes. All the linemen were 100% on board with trying new things. And um, thankfully, we were able to fix some of our problems and give them a good showing. And that brings us nicely onto the game itself now. And throughout the 40 minutes, it looked close, looked very physical. But where would you say the game was won and lost? Well, it's hard to say. I mean, it was definitely um, in the first half, I felt like we actually controlled the line of scrimmage. Austin did. Dallas looked, uh, you know, really weak um, to defend the run, which we were um, not expecting at all. But then, you know, um, our defense also lacked majorly. Um, to try to stop their running game. And in the air, obviously, they had multiple breakaways in, in the air. So I think we lost it a little bit with, with our defense. At the very end, obviously, Tiche got hit real hard and um, she couldn't throw off of her back foot anymore towards the very end of the game. So unfortunately, you know, she, I don't think that she was able to finish the game that she wanted to. Um, and I think that in the end, probably what happened, our, our defense just was a little bit short. But I was very, very proud of our offensive line, actually, for, for changing from Dallas to LA to get where they were your rookie season in the LFL has now finished but looking back over the season what have been your highs and lows well Personally, I, I think my low was preseason by far. I was actually told at one point that I would probably never get playing time on offense. Um, and <laughs> I should focus on defense. I had trouble catching the ball, actually, which was strange for me. So I had to work really, really hard day in and day out and to kind of prove the coaches wrong. And uh, luckily, I was able to overcome the odds and, you know, adversity showed face. And, you know, I just worked hard. And obviously, I got my chance. And, and um, I think that probably my high point was the first time that I started at running back. It was not something I had expected uh, in preseason or before you know the, the season started or before Seattle. Um, I, I think I had gotten my way up to second string at that point. And so finally being first string and getting the opportunity to play with the offense for a full game was definitely my high point. The preseason work you put in definitely showed. Cause, I mean, from the, the first game, we could tell that you were going to be a, a big part of that Austin offense. So you have to say, obviously, hats off to you for putting in all that hard work and, and proving the coaches wrong. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. Now, what does the off-season look like for Michelle Marshall and the Austin Acoustic? Well, you know, we, we actually had a pool party uh, the day after the game was over and after the LA game. And, and, you know, we all talked about what we were planning on doing in the off-season. And surprisingly, you know, I, I heard a lot of motivation from the overwhelming majority of the organization, not just the girls, but the coaches, too. We're going to be having some off-season workouts throughout the summer. And we're going to be... Uh, 
um, going to potentially UT Austin is going to be having a football camp for girls and the Longhorns. And so I think we might be going to bat as a team and we're just going to be touching the ball every opportunity we can. Well, you'll be pleased to know that's the hard questions over with. But to finish off the interview, <laughs> we'd like to finish with some fun quickfire questions, if that's OK. Yeah, OK. Fire them at me. Name two things on your bucket list. I think uh, the first is to quit my job and take a huge risk in my career. I've been waiting on that one for a while, so we'll see <laughs> when I'll take that one. But it's definitely my bucket list. And uh, the second is to go to Bora Bora, probably my favorite place in the world. And um, it's on my bucket list definitely to go to, hopefully in the next couple of years. We'll see. And I think that may have answered my next question, but if money was no object, what would you do all day? Oh, what would I do all day? This is, you know, this is a strange way to answer it. It might be a little cliche, but I would probably make a girls football league and I would coach girls football all day long if I could teach as many girls as possible how to play the game. What would you rather watch TV or read a book? Oh, I would have to say watch TV. That sounds horrible. But uh, I went to law school, actually. And they say law students are scarred for life. We read so many books in school. And so <laughs> I think, uh, and we don't watch enough TV because we're, our head is always in a book. So I think by far, I would rather watch TV at this point. <laughs> and which program would you spend all day watching? Definitely ESPN. If it's uh, football season, I would definitely be watching College Game Day. That's probably one of my favorite shows. I I, every Saturday morning during college football season, I am up watching game day. Now, if you could go back in time, what year would you travel to and why? I would travel back to 1999 <laughs> because that has the best music ever. I think that was the time of Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and uh, TLC and some of the great. So I would travel back to 1999 because I think the world was a lot simpler and it had the best music. <laughs> I totally agree. I mean, I grew up myself in the 80s and 90s and I do quite often think to myself, you know, what, what's happening with music these days? But there's some good things out there. Mm -hmm. But those were kind of the classic decades for me. Definitely. I agree. 100%. What three words would your teammates use to describe you? Oh, my gosh. Depends who you ask. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of them would uh, describe me as tenacious. I'm a hard runner when I can be. I think uh, I was called encyclopedia a lot of times, so they might refer to me as encyclopedia because I watch way too much game film. I know way too much about every player in the LFL and every team. And uh, lastly, uh, hopefully they would describe me as a good teammate, good friend. At the end of the day, that's, you know, all I can aspire to be. Well, it's handy to know that you uh, know a lot about other players in the LFL because if Marcus is off again, I may be calling for a co-host. So what do you say? Oh, yeah. All day long. <laughs> I will do that. I watch way too much game film in the preseason. So I think I know way too much about some of the big players in the league. Excellent. Well, I guess we'll, we'll hereby put him on notice that he can't be sick again. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm going to take his job. He's, he's going to come back and he's going to see Michelle Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Now, just to finish off, if you were stuck on a boat in the middle of the ocean, which teammate would you not want with you and why? Oh, would I not want with me? I would have to say probably Brenda Lynn. <laughs> she's actually one of my best friends. We're an unlikely pair. Uh, we've been playing football for a few years together. She's one of my best friends, but she doesn't know how to swim. 
So I would definitely say Brenda Lynn because if we're on a boat and she couldn't swim, she'd probably be scared the entire time. They want somebody that can keep her cool. Well, that's all of the questions over with. But before we let you go, Michelle, we would like to give you the mic for a 10 second shout out. Now, being at the end of the season for you, it can be to uh, say something to the fans, family or, or anyone who has helped you on your journey. It's over to you. All right. Thanks. I would love to thank the Austin Acoustics fans, uh, the community, the franchise in general. Um, we had a lot of supporters for our first year. And um, even though we had some losses this year, I think our fans showed us that we can get through anything and we have heart and we're going to be a successful franchise to come. So I'd love to thank our, my fans, um, all of our fans as, as a team. Excellent. Well, on behalf of myself, Marcus, who's not here and may be fighting for his job soon, and all of our <laughs> listeners... <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show today, Michelle. It's been a real pleasure. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. How does an athlete reach the pinnacle of the LFL? Performance training. Focus. Yet ever active. In their community. Film study. Practice. In superb condition. Leading a healthy lifestyle. It's now time for us to look ahead to the upcoming game between the Seattle Mist and the Dallas Desire. Normally, this is where you'd be hearing Marcus's voice, but alas, he's not with us this week, so hopefully he's getting better and he'll be with us again next week. So instead, you have to put up with my keys to this upcoming game, and I think the keys for Dallas are to ground and pound the ball with Victoria Thomas and use that ground game to open up the play action for deep passes to Jade Randall. On defence, they need to stop KK from scrambling, keep her in the pocket and force her to throw off her back foot so that you can get some interceptions again through Jade Randall. For Seattle, I think they need to put the game on Angel and take away the option to Jade Randall that I was just mentioning and also any rushing lanes. We know they're going to be able to do that, especially if Danica Brace is playing in that rover position. And the other key for me, as always with Seattle, is feed the ball. And thinking of the ball, joining me now to talk about the upcoming game against Dallas is running back for the Seattle Mist, Stevie Schnorr. Welcome to the show, Stevie. Hello, thank you for having me again. It's our pleasure. Any excuse to get the bull on the show? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's been a while. It's been too long. Indeed. Now, since we last spoke, yourself and the Seattle Mist have won the Legends Cup. Can you talk us through that day and your emotions after winning the Cup? Uh, Honestly, it was such a crazy day. I just remember getting in that morning and even the day before we were at the arena and stuff and we got to see the cup and we got to see the hats and said champs and all that stuff. And that really like got me to the core. And obviously the whole season had meant a lot and all the time and effort that you put into it. And so like my heart was there that night, like even during the national anthem, like I started crying because it just meant so much to be in that moment at that time. And I wanted it so, so bad. And so obviously the game was like a really hard fought game on both sides played well. I'm super happy to come on top with the W. And then afterwards, you almost feel feel like it's not real for a little bit, you know, and then you have to give it a couple of days and 
hang out with your teammates a bit and you're like, okay, pinch each other a few times. Yep, this is real. But obviously it's been awesome to have that experience. Um, and then after we're, after that, we've just gotten to do the, um, the all-star game in Guatemala, which was awesome because we had about six or seven missed girls there. So that was a great experience. And then just prepping for this season. Now, how long did you get to spend celebrating with the trophy before coach told you to start focusing on this season? Um, he he let us celebrate a little bit. I mean, there's a little bit of time there. And then obviously the, the girls that were going to the all-star game were athletes. So we want to be ready for that game too. So, I mean, we had our time. We, we were pretty excited about it. And then it was kind of back to, to game mode. What's next is where we're at. Well, that does bring us quite nicely onto this season now. And you are back dominating opposing defenses, looking faster than ever. Did you ever <laughs> contemplate hanging up your cleats? It's always a thought, but you know what? Like when we have the team that we do, and um, like we, it's not just the athletes being so great, but we have amazing characters on our team and personalities, and um, we really do have a good group of girls. Um, and when all of them are coming back, it's it's a new no brainer, right? Of course, yeah, of course they're going to come back again with everybody coming back. So possibly there was contemplation of going out with the win, but you know what? Why not? Why not do it twice? That's completely fair enough. Now yourself and the team are having a very productive year but is there anything special or different that you did during the off season i really prepared for the all-star game that was actually the first time i got to travel for the all-star team i've been nominated um and been on an all-star lineup before but i've never been able to travel with it so i was really that really pumped me up to train for that for about the two months before so going into the all-star game i actually thought i've been in the best shape in a long time and then that just kind of continued into the beginning of this season so nothing really anything new just different types of motivation you know now this season you've had a comfortable win over austin but a slightly more tense game against la did the big win over chicago settle the team back down again i wouldn't say it was a big win over chicago i mean they they were beating us in the first half, right? So it was a it was a hard win that one especially too. We had to come back from behind from a big deficit actually. So we've had kind of three completely different types of games so far this year. And I mean, I have no doubt that Dallas is going to bring something extra special to the t- table too. But you know what? It just kind of makes us fight through different types of adversity. And then we'll be even more ready when it does come down to it in the conference finals. And going into Saturday's game, a win will definitely clinch the Western Conference. And I mean, you go undefeated again for another year. In light of that, how's the mood around the team in preparation for this vital game? You know what? There is a lot of stuff on the table that would be nice, but um, the mood and the way people are preparing is the same kind of for any team that we play we're in it to win it and you know what we put in the work doesn't matter if we're playing austin or if we're playing la if we're playing chicago or if we're playing dallas it's all the same it doesn't really matter we we do what we do and we're going to be prepared for any team that we have to play so um it's it's kind of just another game week for us right well that's the serious questions over now and it's time to uh let your hair down so to speak with some fun quick fire questions if that's okay perfect what would you rather go to, a comedy club or a dance club? Ooh, I, I love both, but I'm one to hit the dance floor. I'll be out there all night if you if you let me. Does that mean you're the instigator for some of the entrance dances we've seen for, uh, from the Seattle Mist? Um, me with a, uh, a bunch of other girls. Actually, the whole team has been on it most of the time. But KK is really into dancing and stuff too. So, I mean, the girls are in it, whatever we bring up. So it makes it super fun. What is the one thing that should be taught in school that isn't already? 
I think an emphasis on nutrition and um, for athletes should be in school. Um, I think that nutrition is brought up and things like that, but different schools can put different emphasis on things depending on what their priorities are in the school. And I think that a lot of kids, a lot of athletes within schools don't really know how to eat for competition. And I, so I think that that would be something good to add in there. In a game of truth or dare, which one do you normally pick? Dare, always. <laughs> Good work. Now, which superpower would you have for a day? You know what? I've actually had this conversation with TVs before. <laughs> and you know what? You say that I, I look faster than normal, but you know what? I've always been slow comparatively. So um, I'd love to have superhuman speed, but also I'd love to be able to teleport myself because that drive to and from Seattle from Canada gets a little long after a while. I can imagine. Yeah. How long is that trip for you? It's only three hours each way, but after you've practiced for 12 hours and 30 hours, then it's, it's a lot. What is the best thing about playing for Seattle? Oh, the team, for sure. A hundred percent. If it weren't for the girls and the coaches being as amazing as they are, I don't, me as well as a lot of other people wouldn't have played as long as we have. Which of the Eastern Conference teams would you most like to face if you make it back to the Legends Cup? You know, we played Chicago this year. Um, and we did beat them. I know they want to play us again and try and get that one back. But, you know, we've never played Atlanta, and there's a lot of talk going on around that. So I'd like to play them in the finals and kind of put everything to rest. Now, I'm sorry to say that that's all the questions we have for you today. But before we let you go, we've been giving all of our guests this year the chance to take over the mic for 10 seconds to do uh, whatever you like, whether it be uh, a shout out to teammates, fans, or even if you wanted to uh, talk a little smack to your next opponents, the mic is all yours. Well, I'm not one to talk smack. I just do it on the field. So, you know, to all the all the Miss fans out there, um, mark August 20th on your calendars come out it's going to be a great game no matter matter who's there in the east and western conferences it's going to be a great day of football so get your tickets right away ticketmaster.com and get out to show our center and show your uh eighth and pride now on behalf of myself and the absent marcus and all of our listeners thank you for coming on the show today stevie it's been a real pleasure thank you so much for having me Football is a man's game because women hit like girls. They run like girls. And they never play with passion. This game will never mean as much to women as it does to men. The game has never been played by women until now. This is Sage Steinmetz from the Seattle Miss, and you're listening to LFL Talk with Adri and Marcus. The world's fastest growing sport arrives to YouTube. Legends Football League. Break their confidence. Keep breaking their confidence. They've got nothing. They want to brawl. They don't want to play football. Intensity. Beauty. Subscribe to this channel and gain access in the locker rooms, inside the huddle. Every other time they run to the outside, they make fucking getting it. Get to know your favorite players. The one thing I want to do is just make everyone happy. Give 100%. And full-length games in high definition. Subscribe and never miss out on LFL Action.
finish off the show this week, we have our predictions. Well, I say our predictions, but as you all know by now, it is just me, the host, Adrian Mallows. So, going to give you my prediction for this upcoming game between the Seattle Mist and the Dallas Desire. It's going to be a really, really close fought game. I think both defenses are going to have really good games, and it's going to come down to that final drive, I think. But I see Seattle just edging this one 27 to 21 to go undefeated for another season. And so to wrap things up, I would like to thank our guests, Michelle Marshall and Stevie Schnorr, our producer, Mark Taylor from Spamhead Productions. Remember to stay up to date with all of the latest news from around the league by visiting www.lfl360.com. And if you want to check out any of our past shows or even just our previous player interviews, then go to www.lfltalk.com. Until next time, football fans, stay safe, take care, and thanks for stopping by. (laughs) 